Hey, Saints and Ains. What up with y'all? What up with y'all? Preston, have you ever woke up with an attitude? Uh, no, I don't typically have that problem. I wake up tired. I woke up with an attitude. Why did you wake up with an attitude? I just had one. I don't know. It's still here. Let's talk about it. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you wake up with an attitude? You just like you wake up and it's like you don't like the way the sun's shining, you don't like the way it smells. It's just it's just there. I think the attitude would go away if I wasn't obligated to do things that force me to not live inside of my attitude. Wow. That's so fascinating to me. You know, and so I think if I was just by myself and I didn't have to talk or record a podcast and do makeup and put on a hat, then I would be fine. I would be totally fine. Well, that's but it's the fact that like I have to like force myself out of it. That um, you know why? Uh, And it's not even an attitude. It's just I just it's just I just wanted to be quiet. I just really wanted to be quiet, but I can't be. You don't. Yeah. You know what? What's crazy? Even in your confession of this, it just reminds me confession. Of 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 why I like love you. I mean, I felt like we might as well talk about it because if we so, don't, I'm gonna go into this whole situation real melancholy. And so, they're gonna but, be on here like, <laughs> why she's so dry? And it's like because she has an attitude. Because you're so honest, but I will say this: your face is beat. Appreciate it. So, so anyway, so today's topic we've <laughs> talked about celebrity before and fame before. But we wanted to talk about it, not necessarily from a different angle, but just from a wider lens. So with the Perry's is is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yeah. I think we're doing 14 cities. Oh, yeah. You wanted me to say something. We're doing 14 cities. And uh, he's going to talk about <laughs> apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about something that you pick. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having. And it's going it's gonna to be God glorifying. It's, uh, it's going to be uplifting um, to, to, to the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. we're going to have fun. I think so. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot, Also, too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the Bold Apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh, like, yay. Like, all of it. Beautiful. And, you know, and we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie, 1,900 books. It's only four. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, and so, man, be on the lookout, man. All right. So, show notes, www.withtheparis.com forward slash tour. Celebrity is something that I am very intrigued by. Yeah. Um, that I'm I'm always reading about or listening to podcasts or watching documentaries about it and all the things. And recently, uh, I feel like I have these epiphanies after uh, big conferences. Yeah. And so we both went to the Gospel Coalition conference uh, in June, and it was maybe nine thousand women, something like that. And the the way Gospel Coalition is set up, you don't really have the ability to not walk through everybody, which is fine for me five years ago. (laughs) Now, at this point in my life, it just becomes upheaval. And so, like, it just was, you know, just nonstop pictures and nonstop questions. And this isn't to brag. It's to set up the platform for why I'm talking about this. And it was just so stressful. I'm getting there. And so at one point, I think it was the the third day, 
and we were in an elevator and it was a packed elevator or whatever. And this lady turned around to me and she was like, you know, I'm going to take a picture, right? And so I was like, oh, okay. And so she pulled out her phone and took a picture. And then I was with Jasmine Holmes and her friend and her friend was so offended. And so we were yeah. at the dinner table. How and dare she, she? No, she was like, it's like, she was like, how can she just decide to take a picture with you and not ask you to take a picture with you and i realized oh i'm just so used to people kind of forcing themselves into my space and me having to say yes or having to oblige and so when i got home i was like why do i feel the way i feel and the reason i felt the way i felt is that being in that conference center for three days being pulled on and cameras in my face and all the things i'm not justin bieber so i'm not trying to make it seem like i'm bigger than i am but what i'm saying is i felt objectified yeah which made me want to have a discussion (laughs) about how being platformed or having some kind of ministry that's public how it's just not normal natural or human yeah for people to be I love this I love this conversation because I think the first time we touched on fame I think one of the things that we talked about was it was more uh, self-reflecting it was more so what can the the famous person do to avoid pride and right. stuff like that but I think this conversation is so important because I think that it uh, not to you know uh cast blame on other people but it's it, it is to say man we don't really treat popular people like humans but it's not i don't know i guess i don't want to even land that quickly on what we do wrong okay but more so how the way fame and celebrity and popularity even the way it exists kind of forces us into that because for example if the if the main way you consume an individual is on a device that's not natural Right. I remember when we uh, when Brian would tell us people will only treat you like a celebrity, the more distant you are from them. Yes. And so the more you do life, the more they sit in your living room, the more they sit in your space. What happens? They humanize you. Yeah. And so naturally, I guess it's easier to objectify an individual that you don't actually do life with. You see him on a, a device. That's, that's, that's a really good point, because uh, I, I thank God for Brian, because he, he did do a good job of when he when he had popular people you know in his church popular christians in his church he was saying no like like make yourself known to mm-hmm. people you know what i'm saying and he was like don't just cut out after service you know what i'm saying um be normal mm-hmm. you know what i mean because if people have this this temptation not to treat you normal uh yeah i, I feel like a lot of that will will be gone like what let, let, let me ask you this what do you think calls like celebrity celebrityism if, if that's yeah. even a word like what do you think caused it so when i left tgc <laughs> i found this book that was written <laughs> in the early 2000s called the uh illusions of immortality and he uses immortality because he he speaks about celebrity and fame as a way to be immortal huh. um because everything that you create will exist beyond you um and so it's as if you have the ability to live forever on earth and so that was real deep, <laughs> but that's basically what the book is about. It's really deep. And he talks about how fame has always existed. You know, you have Julius Caesar, you have Jesus, you have Moses, you have Paul, you have, uh, you know, the kings. Like, like fame has always been a thing. Yeah. Celebrity is a contemporary phenomenon hmm. that started when uh, 
people were able to be like when when TV started, not even radio, because when radio was popping, you know, it's like I'm listening to a voice. And so I can only recognize you if I'm in proximity to you and hear your voice. And even then it's not as like solid if, if, if it is you or not. But when TV started that something happened when we had the ability to see a face speak to us and see their eyes and see their eyebrows and memorize their mannerisms and connect to them in a way that was distinctly different. And that is when the phenomenon of celebrity started. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy is I I think (laughs) that's, that's so deep because it's like basically what you're trying to say is the moment we were able to make a, like a facial recognition of somebody, we began to like, think that we knew them more because you 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 not only recognize them it's the recognition but it's also the connection he calls it parasocial relationships where you basically build a relationship with a person via uh, a movie or a television show or now youtube that you don't actually know and so it's a relationship that has all of your time and none of your actual uh investment yeah that's deep that's deep what's crazy is i don't know if i even told you this story but um i want to say during the like the height of the pandemic like it might have been like the end of 2020 um this guy he he uh he DM'd me and he said something that I was very offended by hmm. and I just immediately blocked him. Oh, and okay. what was great. I thought this was going to be lighter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. But what was crazy was uh, like he, I had recognized the guy, uh, you know, previously because he used to always write me and he was always respectful. Hmm. And uh, he DM'd me again from another page, I think his photography page. And he was like, Yo, Preston, I'm realizing I'm blocked on your page, yada, yada, yada. What did I do? And I was like, mm. why did I, why was I so offended? Mm-hmm. And so I went back and looked at his message and I unblocked him, looked at his message. And I realized that like what he said to me, it wasn't necessarily, I don't think he was trying to be malicious, but I think that he went, that he asked me a question that I felt like only somebody in close proximity had the right, the right to, ask, to ask me. And what was that? Uh, it was a question. I don't even want to repeat it because oh. <laughs> it was like it was a very personal question. Yeah. But I was like, man, like, like I think that's what celebrityism does. Hmm. It, it gives people, and this is not even to 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 boob on him because he didn't do anything wrong, right? You know, I I think for me, it 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 was like, man, like it felt like somebody was trying to. Um, um, be a part of a world that I didn't invite them into. Interesting. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What you just saying that, you know, um, yeah, it made me think about that. And I don't even know, like, what's the healthy balance of of celebrityism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I unblocked the guy and I apologized oh, that's, to him. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I explained you to him. You had to add that. Yeah, and then he was like, yo, I, I, I shouldn't ask you that question. I feel like I know you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I could have asked you that question. And, and that's what I, I was going to say, because you have some people who have platforms that the only way you are able to interact with them is through their gifts, primarily. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to explain that. So you might have uh, somebody who is a Christian rapper and all that they post is their videos, their album covers, their uh, concerts, 
And so you, you're able to, you know, deal with them or interact with them creatively, but you don't really know them. Yeah. The difference between me and you is that we set ourselves up <laughs> for that kind of interaction yeah, because yeah. we've divulged so much of our life. Like people right. know our children. They know when they were born. They know that we, uh, you know, how the Lord dealt with us with a son. They know our testimony. Like they I know so much. And, yeah, and yeah. so we've actually created an environment where people do feel like they know us. Wow. And to a certain degree, they do. So it's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did this. Absolutely. So with the Perry's is is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yep. I think we're doing fourteen cities. Oh yeah, you wanted me to say something. We doing fourteen cities, and uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible, and then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about something that you pick. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having. And it's going to, it's going to be God glorifying. It's uh, going to be uplifting um, to, to, to the body of Christ, but mm -hmm. we're going to have fun. I think so. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot. Also too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the bold apparel merch and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh, like, like all of it. You know? And we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie, 1900 books. It's only four. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, and so, man, be on the lookout, man. All right. So show notes, www.withtheparish.com forward slash tour. Which is a whole nother thing related to the celebrity culture of transparency. Yeah. Because there also is a authenticity that people are drawn to and attracted to, to the point that people will be transparent just to be famous yeah. when it's not even real. That's real. So when you think of like a Kim Kardashian, Kim is popping because of a sex tape. The most vulnerable and intimate part of her is the thing that made her famous. And that is the reason why we know her. And so in the same way, Christians, we don't we don't go as far to show our our married lives, but we tell a lot of our business. Yeah. And so to me, I've found it like I need to be more wise and much more of a steward and create boundaries between myself and the people that's that good. follow me. That's good. And that's it's it has to be a healthy balance, I think, for people like me and you who are typically just very honest people it can like i remember us talking about like just doing podcasts in the future and just saying uh let's not even talk about this topic because we're gonna have that we're gonna say too much <laughs> you know we're gonna to, say too much to, to say too much yeah. and so yeah it's it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult thing and and also too the way the social media is just set up social media is set up to connect us in this superficial superficial way mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so like we feel way more connected to people than we actually are mm -hmm. and i f i'm guilty of that you know oh, what I'm saying? for sure because i like i low-key be feeling like me and lebron james is friends <laughs> like i'll be feeling like that i'll be feeling like he is my homie and i'll be like now i remember the you. first time i went to a conference with uh, a person that i followed and they had a son and I remember when I saw their son, I literally wanted to pick this little boy up because I thought it felt like I knew him. But then he looked at me like, you're a stranger. Like, I didn't try to pick him up, but it was like this look on his face that was blank. Like, I don't know you. And it kind of snapped me out of it. Like, oh, yeah, it reminds me I don't of, know this little boy. It reminds me of Eden when people say her name in public. Yeah, it happens a lot. How do you Which know me? Which is a whole nother thing. Where She's like, how do you know me? <laughs> 
like, she and she's so she's so she's so sweet. Yeah, it's made me. I haven't posted her as much as I used to for that reason. Yeah, Be- because I I just don't know how to feel. But either yeah. anyway, I think another interesting aspect of celebrity is the commodification of people. Huh. And so what happens is if you're a celebrity, you most likely are associated with some kind of brand. Yeah. You know? uh, that could be uh, you could publish books, you could make records, you can, I don't know, all, all kinds of stuff. You can sell rugs. I know Christian, <laughs> you know, Christian designers that like is popping off of these like little right. rugs and stuff. And so it's like you kind of become associated with wealth. Yeah. Or the, the ability to build it. How, what how do, what do you think that does to a person's psyche when they only are as useful as the value that they bring a business? Man, that's a good question. I, I think I don't even know how to answer that question. I, you know, like because I, I I'll, I'll say this. I think it's dangerous. Yeah, I think it's dangerous to especially for a Christian. I'm not going to I'm not going to speak for the world, but I think. For, for a Christian to to look at their celebrity and to figure out like how can I always maximize on my celebrity to make a paycheck, I think then you're gonna have to sacrifice some authenticity hmm. somewhere down the line because mm-hmm. I think that I, I think I don't know if it was you or somebody else that says every, all of our gifts doesn't have to be monetized. I said that. Yeah, you said that. Thank you. And it's so yeah, it was a really good great quote. And <laughs> that was for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think we 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 run the risk because yeah. it's like. It's such a temptation yeah. to say, man, I have, because basically what social media does, it, cre- it creates followers and followers are automatically going to be looked at as revenue if you know how to do it. Yeah. And so if I have these amount of followers, if I put this out there, statistics say I can have this amount of money. Right. And so if you're, if, you don't, if you're not consistently checking your heart and saying, man, like, I don't want to use this celebrity all the time to 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 promote a brand or to promote a, some you know to promote this or promote that hmm. because then I think that you run the risk of having your heart fall into some to some hmm. you know some snares that hmm. you probably can't get yourself out of. But on the flip side, I do think that it's nothing wrong with you know uh, having you know clothing. You have a clothing line and stuff like that, like to 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 support your family and to you know. Um, take care of your children. I just think that don't. What am I trying to say? Don't risk it at the. Don't 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 don't. Uh, just don't sacrifice authenticity to 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 promote whatever you're you're promoting. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think uh, I think what can happen and does happen to to all of us. And this is a, you don't even have to be a celebrity or famous in the sense of having a hundreds and millions of thousands of followers people are are, are famous in church just because they can sing good yeah right like like in your local church you are you the person the or, or you're the pastor or the deacon or you're married to the the drummer who'll be killing it like you know like visible gifts that are exalted in platforms i think have the same tension and i think what can happen when you're gifting is always uh utilized for wealth or brand management is that you start to attach your value to what you do and what you produce rather than who you were made by and i think that's the that's the difficulty is that if my value is only contingent on what i'm able to do mm. then i always have to do something to feel worthy yeah. and that's just not yeah 
a really happy, joyful, awesome, loving place to be. Yeah, you know, that's true. That that's what makes you bitter because yeah. it's just like, especially because people ain't gonna be even. They can't even treat you good all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if like if I have to do to feel loved, then when I don't feel loved because I didn't do it right or well or good enough or mm-hmm. often enough, now I feel like whack and lame, and that's just not cool. Yeah, it's not yeah, fun. Yeah, I I think that yeah we live in a dangerous place when we look for strangers to validate who we are i mean yeah yeah that's our life yeah and so man in the book he has this quote where he where he talks about uh commodifying people and he says eventually this commodification does have a crucial impact on the celebrity's sense of self as the above quote demonstrates celebrities feel that the myth myth infects all their social interaction not just their dealings with the media but friends and family as well there are many instances of famous people referring to themselves in the third per- person, an even more spectacular way of dealing with the sense of commodification. Oh, <laughs> this is a lot of words. An even more spectacular way of dealing with the sense of commodification is actively to create alternative selves for different contexts. <laughs> Does it make sense? Yeah, the whole third person thing is very funny. Yeah, it's like you, <laughs> because if if I am on it, like. If my personhood is contingent on what I do, then it's kind of like I have to play a role to make you happy yeah. at all times. Yeah. I can't be my true self because my true self is not as impressive, yeah. not as clever, yeah. not as good with words as I am. You get what I'm saying? Like our true selves are vulnerable and, and weak and tired and all the things. So they have to kind of detach. And I think if anybody does this, is people in the Christian faith that are gifted. Yeah, yeah. Is that we become two different people. Because I think that I think that we really can't escape it. Um, you know, the whole celebrity thing, especially with social media, especially with gifted people. The more gifted you are... You can't escape it. Well, you can't escape it if you, if you choose not to. But if you feel like called to, to do a particular thing and you're on social media, your following kind of will grow. Right. You know, and so I think that... Uh, I think that just being authentic to yourself and not trying to be this version of 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 yourself that might be a true version, but that's not all who you are for right. people. You know, I think I think when you go into spaces, you, you just eliminate so much pressure off of yourself um, to be able to go into space and say, man, even though you know, like people expect me to be a particular way, I still can be my authentic self, and I don't have to. I, yeah, what I'm, what I'm basically trying to say is you don't have to exhaust yourself trying to keep keep up, up a facade if you're just yourself from the beginning. You don't, you don't have to, but I often feel like I, I have to. Why, why do you feel like you have to? So I told you at, at TGC, I'm going to keep using that as an example, yeah. is that you, after the people kept coming up to me and stuff like that, and I felt, or I looked tired or worn, and you were like, why does it take so much out of you and I was like because I feel like I have to perform yeah like I, I feel like I have to oh hey how are you are you good like I have to be overly oh, I get what you're saying I have to be overly kind or overly attentive and overly when I am extremely laid back 
And I know that the way I naturally am will be perceived as not being kind or loving what? or, or uh, I, I feel like it won't be good enough to make them feel good. I get, I get what you're saying. It's kind of different than what I was saying. And, and I, 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 I do get that. I think for you, I think because you're tired and you have people who, who want to take pictures with you and want to you know talk to you or whatever, you feel this pressure of, man, making sure I don't look mad or look like I don't, yeah. you know. I don't want them to walk away and say, oh, she just yeah. was so uninterested. When yeah. it's like, I can be interested, I'm just not going to be smiling, but I, but I got to do all this extra stuff to make you I, happy. But I, but I think that's slightly different than you putting on a smile when you don't feel like it. Than you feeling like I have to come into a room like, hey, Saints and Eights. No, but but, but <laughs> you know at the same time, I, I think, that's I think what but I, I think what the author is saying. I don't think he's being exaggerative. I think what he is saying is that you do become duplicitous, like you do yeah. because I'm still not being myself. That's true. I, I'm still having to put on a false self to make you happy with me, which is exhausting. Let, let me ask you a question though. Do you think that that some of that is healthy to be able to do that? At times, to, to stretch yourself to say, man, I'm going to smile because I think pastors go through it. I think yeah. we go through it with our children of making sure, you know, we put on a smile and, you know, to. Yeah. to and so I, I do That's think that question. there is a, a, a balance in, in that being good for us. I, 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 I do think that it is healthy. Uh, especially with a personality type like mine. And so <laughs> I, 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 it reminds me of, I think it's Colossians where he says, put on compassion, yeah. put on love suffering. Like you, you do have to put on right. clothing that isn't in your closet. Yeah. But I think the, the tension phrase. for me is like in me putting on compassion, what if my compassion doesn't look like the compassion that makes everybody applaud? Right. Like what if putting on kindness isn't niceness? Like you want me to be nice when niceness isn't the fruit of the spirit. Kindness is. And so even me getting up and looking you in the face and saying, what's up? Are you good? Like even me saying, are you good? Super matter of factly isn't good enough. So are you good? Like I got to put inflections in the thing. And so it's just I think I am wrestling with how can I really be myself? Yeah. While at the same time dealing with the fact that myself is not always going to be good enough for everybody. And that's, and that's so true. It's not always going to be good enough for everybody. And that's absolutely okay. Right. Because I think that God doesn't put this type of pressure on us that humans put on us. You're correct. That's just the reality of it. And especially if you have a platform, the more, the more, the more people follow you, the more opinions you're going to have. Yeah. And so, like, you can't, like, it's, it's it, like, at the end of the day, and that's the reason why I stress so much. I've said it on reels. I've said it on podcasts that, that, that the Christian has to desperately cling to a local body and a local community. Because I do think that what people think about us, it has to be a priority. It has to be God. It has to be my family. It has to be my local community. And then it has to be everybody else. The closer proximity that you have to me, the more your opinion should matter. And if anybody disagree with me, fight me. Because <laughs> that's just what I, what I think. I, I'm not going to take somebody's opinion of me who just met me five minutes ago 
more more than I'm going to take somebody who actually like lives and yeah. does life with me in my local community. And so I think that, you know, it's just something that, you know, people like me or it's a lot of other people like have to bear. Like we just have to accept the fact that, yeah, people are going to formulate opinions about you. But at the end of the day, like I think that opinions does have a hierarchy, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? when it comes to your personhood. Mm-hmm. And so that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's also interesting yeah. to me um, because it's it's such a unique thing. And and I, I think I want to bring up how I've thought about, you know, I always bring up Genesis 3. This in relation to not only even Genesis 3, but uh, New Jerusalem. Yeah. And how I think fame is what it is because it's kind of rooted in favoritism. It is. At at the end of the day, it's, you know, you do this or you have this value. And so I give more of my time and attention and ascribe more, you know, compliments and praise to you rather than the person whose gift is, you know, uh, Excel sheets. And so it's like, that's just a, that's just a thing that I don't think would have existed pre-fall. Now, does that mean that like, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a diversity of giftings? I think there was, but I think there would have been an equality of praise for him. Mm. And, and so I think sin is what kind of made us just kind of play favorites when it came to what gifts are worthy of more honor than the next. But in New Jerusalem, mm. I imagine uh, that the praise will again become spread about. Like in C.S. Lewis's book, uh, The Great Divorce, there's this artist that comes to like the little purgatory moment where they they can go to heaven or they can go back to hell. Mm-hmm. And the, the artist cannot fathom the idea that there isn't a special seat or a special, you know, VIP for her when she gets to heaven. And the angel that's with her says, no, you are famous there, but everybody's famous here. Wow. And so like when we get to, to glory, Moses isn't more important than me. Or Rosa Parks isn't more important than you. Yeah. Or, you know, King David isn't more like does that does it does it like I'm sure they might have more jewels in their crown, but everybody is special. Yeah. Because everybody is made in the image of God. Everybody is great. Everybody is worthy of something. And so I think until we get there, I get that. it's always gonna be I get all that. over the place. But when I see Paul <laughs> I'm gonna be like, man, like, Yeah, I, I bro. think I'm, I imagine my, that the honor is going to be real, Yeah, but it just won't be, like, sinful. Yeah, it won't be like, stop talking to me. I'm talking to yeah. Paul right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a very good perspective. Like, imagine this. Imagine you talking to Paul, and you're having a whole conversation with the apostle, like, who wrote 13 epistles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but somebody from a local church in uh, uh, Yugoslavia <laughs> comes over and says, hey, Preston, how are you? And your attention being diverted from Paul and you being fully invested in this person in the same way you were that, with Paul. That does not happen. No. Here. No. At all. You have, but like a share love and compassion and interest in this person that you never met until this moment. I think that's I yeah. think that's heaven. That's dope. That's dope. I'm like, come on, Paul and person that I never met comes to sit down and talk together. I'm interested in both of you guys. That's what I'm saying. I think I think it'll be it'll be special. That's really really good. Yeah. Uh, so my question I want to ask you: Do you feel like it's necessary 
for people to be famous? Hmm. Do you feel like it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a necessity? Do you feel like God uses it for his glory? Do you feel like it's even necessary? Or do you feel like we as humans and as creation, we kind of make it more than what it really has to be? Necessary, no. Redemptive, yes. Explain. Break that down. I don't, I don't think there is a need. We don't need celebrity. The only famous people person we need to know is God. Yes. Period. For our salvation, for our hope, for our our love, for our character, for our, like all the things, like God needs to be preeminent above everybody. And he is. Yeah. I think though, even though fame might be a consequence of the fall, I think God redeems it for his glory. Um, Because again, like we said in the last podcast, Jesus was famous. Paul was famous. Saul was famous. Samuel was famous. Moses was famous. Miriam was famous. She over here getting leprosy. Aaron was like, like it's, it's people all throughout scripture who had a measure of fame Fame. and, uh, you know, an attention brought to them. I just think it's what you do with it because you can be a Nebuchadnezzar who the fame can go to your head where you start to think that everything you've been given is yours yeah. for you to exploit it and, and, and just think like to make yourself your own kind of little God, or you can be like a, a John the Baptist who yeah. takes his celebrity to continue to point it back to God. Like yeah. there is the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. I know you see me, you hear me go follow him. Yeah. Right. And so his disciples that have been following him and listening to him, now they go follow Jesus. And so I think that's, that's how we utilize it is if God has somehow put us in a position to have a platform and some measure of celebrity, no matter how big or small, you can be in a church and everybody know your name. How you utilize it is really just a matter of character and perspective and discipline. I think you have to train yourself to say, I need to steward this influence that God has given me so that people know and love and serve God and it's not, you know, love and serve me like I'm somebody special. Absolutely. I think John the Baptist um, example is such a great example is because a lot of people was confusing him as Jesus himself. They were. And they were saying, you know, you know, this is the the Messiah. And Mm. he was like, no, I'm not even worthy enough to. Yep to tie this man's sandals mm-hmm. and so like now nah, look look to him and so i think i think the fall did you know create um a lot of chaos when it comes to just people being enthralled with who other people are but i think what you're saying which i think is really good is to do our best to to take this attention and to divert it towards the one who yeah. who, who deserves it all and so it's, a, it's great. a small pivot that i i feel like would be worthwhile is I kept telling you about the rise and fall of Mars Hill, yes. the podcast done by uh, Christianity Today. If you haven't listened to it, haven't watched it, watched it, well, it's not able to be watched. If you haven't listened to it, <laughs> you right. should listen to it because it's just really well done. And I think what that podcast does and did for all of us is it showed how much celebrity culture it's not only affecting the church, but it's affecting pastors. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, what do you think, like, I guess, what's your thoughts about how celebrity culture affects leadership in local churches? Oh, man. Why you I ask, opened it wide open so you can. Why you ask me this question? You can go wherever you want. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, want, I want to leave with this before I say this. I have a heart for pastors. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm friends with 
pastors, you know, um, and I've seen um, uh, both sides. I've seen pastors who get corrupted by fame and celebrity, and I've seen pastors low-key abused. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen pastors abuse others, and I've seen pastors get abused. And mm -hmm. so, like, I have a heart for pastors or whatever. And so I, I, I want to just say that. So I, what I, I want to leave with that because I, I don't want people to think, oh, he's booping on pastors. I do think that... Um, that when we read um, the letters that Paul wrote to his mentee in the faith, Timothy, and he is encouraging Timothy to to not let anybody despise him for his youth, and he's saying that the elders be all gathered together, and we noticed how you were ready for this particular ministry, um, and he warns him of all of these these downfalls and these these pits that he can fall into. Uh, we see that I don't know when, when I read those letters, I see that it's it's such a great call. That Paul is calling Timothy to 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 care and to and to and to um, and to nurture the hearts of people, and so I think that when we have a leader um, that's that's in 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 such a pivotal way, like. Um, uh, being a cover over our soul, like God has entrusted you to to pastor this flock, I do think that we have to be careful as pastors to to not let celebrity like suck us in and make us put on this 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 act because so many people are watching us for spiritual guidance. So I, when I, when I look at Paul and Timothy's relationship, I see that like Paul is is like warning this dude to like man like. Like make sure you 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 tend to this flock well, and I do think that if we like get caught up like with trying to like be a particular way or be the celebrity, I I I do think I'm not I'm not demonizing like like celebrity pastors and saying all of them are wrong. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But yeah. what I am saying is that you have to be careful of who's following you and what kind of message that you're sending to them. And so, like, if, if, if they see that their pastor is, like, this, this, this big-time, you know, celebrity who, who's flaunting wealth all the time and, like, and, like, you know, always being, like, on, hmm. I think that you kind of send this message that maybe we should be that way hmm. as well. And so I think that, uh, I don't know, I just think there has to be a, a carefulness there. I think it's so many things. I think it's so many things because, I mean... On, on one end, I, I do think that they're just probably, it would probably be helpful to have be better like mental health evaluations of pastors. And I say that because there's this book called uh, When Narcissism Comes to Church by Chuck DeGroat. Excellent book. And he says his job as a psychiatrist was to basically evaluate church planners. And he said over like the 20 years he's been doing this work, like pretty much most church planners lean on the like narcissistic scale. Doesn't mean that they have narcissistic personality disorder that you actually have to be diagnosed, but they're on the narcissism scale, which I think we all are. And he said he was talking to somebody about it and uh, they were like, why wouldn't pastors be on the narcissism scale who would want to position themselves to speak on behalf of God? Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that's interesting. How like you do have a have to have a certain competence and confidence to and authority to to take God's word 
and preach it to people. And obviously call, pa- being a pastor is a calling, yeah. but it has a snare attached to it, which is ego. Yeah. You know, when you when you get up in that pulpit and you got people looking at you and believing what you have to say, like that's intoxicating. Yeah. And so I think a part of the a part of the way anybody can protect themselves from that is being honest. Honestly. <laughs> Just being honest with yourself, being honest with God, being honest with your community, and in that honesty, taking time to hide. Because mm-hmm. we said this again in the last podcast. Like Jesus, it said, when Jesus, when the fame of him grew, he would go to desolate places and pray. Like he was intentional on hiding himself at times. Yeah. And so that's the, the when 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 your ministry and your person becomes a brand, you always feel like I gotta produce, I gotta put things out. But sometimes we just gotta go somewhere and hide where we could just hear from the Lord and be okay with all our vulnerable weaknesses and humanity. Yeah. And maybe and especially, that and not even just pastors, but I think that everybody. Yeah, yeah, but particularly like people who speak. Like in the Christian community, like speakers are exalted in such a way, you know, because not only do people, you know, uh, admire those who speak well, but you also are put in the position of authority. And so people look to you for guidance. And so they look up to you. They look at the way you speak or whatever. And so I think that like, yeah, like we can fall into like this, this, this mode of like, like, like not not necessarily always trying to be on, but like, yeah, we can we can fall into this mode of like like always trying to appear like we're we're, we're higher and you know and have more authority than other people. And it's like no, nah, like when Jesus, like you said, when his fame grew, he he withdrew from the crowds and he sought his father. And we can't really you know determine like who's doing that and who's not. You know, no. so it's not always you know what I mean. That's their community. Yeah, shop. that's their community shop. And so like I don't think that we should look at people on social media and be like, oh, he doing it and he's not because there's no way to, to to determine that. I'm gonna tell you this though. I know for me. I'm always remembering that Jesus says, like, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember uh, Melody Fabian, who's one of my mentors, she she told me once, what did she say? She said something like, when you stop leaning into and abiding in and spending time with Jesus, you'll have a cap on what you're able to put out. Mm-hmm. Meaning you might communicate some good stuff. Yeah. You might say some like really helpful, like God oriented things, but it will not be as powerful, as effective and as anointed as it would be if it was coming out of you spending time with the Lord consistently. Yeah. And so I, I just always have to remember, like, like apart from the Lord and Jesus, we, we really can't do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And also, I think the, the the more, the less that we're impressed with Jesus, you know, the more people being impressed by our ministry will, will potentially destroy us. Oh, facts. Like, like, like the more we're impressed with God, um, I think people coming along and saying, like, you're great won't won't go to your head as much because you're consistently like gleaming on the one who's who's great, who's greater, who's who's giving you all of these gifts and talents in the first place. And so. I just think that's important to always have a community that can point you back to, to God. And that's the reason why I love Brian. Like, when I came back from tour every week, every Monday, he did a heart check with me. It's like, if you ain't loving your wife, if you ain't serving your community, 
yeah, we're not impressed with you here, you know, and so. Good. You got more to say? Nope. All right. Peace. Bye, y'all. 30 Minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Edited by Angie Elkins. Video recording and audio production by Kim Powell. Artwork by Hop and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perrys episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perrys or just go ahead, scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perrys. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God. <laughs>